So here we are in the uh, Big Facts Podcast. I'm traveling up to get some grub on this uh, NTI day nine here of uh, coronavirus world. Uh, it's nine at Bartstown because we skipped Monday. We were supposed to be off of school anyway because we had zero snow days this year. So anyway, I am um, with my cousin John, who's formerly of the podcast that shut down. What was the name of that podcast, John? Apartment 11 Podcast. Apartment 11 Podcast, where they talked college football uh, for a solid hour, and it was a good show, but unfortunately it died too soon. Maybe it'll resurrect next fall, I John. Hope so. You have to bring it, that back. It needs to come back. Yeah. I'm also with the notorious Coach Young, fresh off uh, guiding the North Bullet Eagles to the, uh, without question, the best season in school history. I'm just going to go ahead and say it, Coach Young. Any thoughts? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it was a great year. Yeah. Forward to hopefully making this more of uh, the normalcy. Yeah, the normalcy is the goal, no doubt about it. And uh, so, talk just a little bit about what you're losing and, and what comes back next year. Uh, losing about everything. Uh, about <laughs> 98% of our scoring, rebounding, minutes played. Um, just a really, really good group of kids that um, had kind of a special connection with. Um, but you only get four years with them, and I'm excited to see what the next group has. Uh, there's some talent. Uh, they'll be young, uh, inexperienced, and that's stuff we'll have to work through. Uh, it'll probably look rough at times, but I, I really believe if they put in the work uh, after this coronavirus gets out of here and, and they really want it and they really uh, grind and to make themselves a better player individually, then that'll carry over during the season as a team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you touched on uh, the coronavirus there. Talk a minute for, about how important it is to get rid of that and get these guys going. Yeah, it's really important that um, we can all do our part, uh, limit our driving as much as we can, um, not going out to bars. Uh, if you're going to get food, make sure you go through the drive-thru, uh, limit your contact with people. Just doing your part to make sure we can get this away. Um, it seems like Kentucky's doing a good job, and it's probably because we're more of a rural area. Um, but uh, in, your, in your bigger cities, uh, New York City has 60% of all the cases in the United States right now. Um, the fact that we still have all these outbreaks happening is concerning. Just gotta, just gotta pray for the best and hope that everybody's doing what they need to be doing, and uh, pray for our healthcare workers and and that they they stay safe while battling this um, this Chinese virus, is what uh, <laughs> President Trump says. Coach Young spitting big facts this morning. Uh, Coach Coach John Miller back here. You have you have some uh, news that you'd like to break to the world uh, and that you've already broken. But go ahead and reform our listeners here. I just got hired on as a health and PE teacher at Breckenridge County High School. Go Tigers! Okay, congratulations, big dog! And Thank you'll be you. you'll be awesome. helping also with the football team. Yeah, I'm going to be on the um, coaching staff for football. I don't know what position yet, but I'm looking forward to it. It's awesome. So, what do you perceive as your role and/or goals for this upcoming uh, school year season? Um, since it's my first year, I don't really know what to expect. I do know they had a pretty good season last year. Went six and four and are planning on having a better year this year. I foresee um, I'll probably be coaching wideouts and DBs, I would assume. Nice. Because um, the head coach just said he wanted me to feel comfortable and um, not put too much on my plate first year. So so that's understandable. You're, you're a Meade County guy. How does this happen? And, and uh, did you play wide receiver DB? I did. I played wide receiver and DB on some pretty good football teams, if I say so myself. 
but um, it just happened. Just it's just where I ended up at, and it's actually a pretty good fit because it's close to home, and most of the coaching staff is actually from Meade County. There's some Meade County boys that I've known my whole life, so pretty good to go there. Yeah, listen, John, coming from a guy who switched up teams a few times, uh, sometimes it doesn't unfold the way we perceived or even want to, but. It is what it is, brother, and I, I congratulate you, and I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank for, you. for those of you that don't know, John John Miller played on uh, Meade County football team that won the 6A state title. Now, they, they were in the championship game, and on the paper they lost to Scott County. But I was there at Western's Stadium, and the guy that had the ball for Scott County, a few minutes ago in the fourth quarter, fumbled the ball, he was standing up, the ball fell out of his hands. Standing up, clear as day in the middle of the field, in a pile, but standing up. The ball came out, Meade County scooped and scored. It would have been the win, but the ref overturned it. They didn't reverse it. The, you could see the Scott County coach screaming, throwing a fit, and they yeah. gave in to him. He pressured him and they yielded, and once again, a referee as he was crossing the team I love. Don't give me start on referee. 6A man. championship game, and they lost like that. It was unbearable. And then KHSA came out the next day and said that it was a fumble, but at that point you can't do anything about it. Can't do anything. There is no official review in high school, and it was one of the worst things I've ever endured as a fan. And I'm pretty positive that ref has never coached in a state championship again. Uh, or never, never ref. Yeah. in it. He should. He's definitely never coached in a game either, John. Yeah. There's no question. That's true, yeah. I hate that. that well, unfortunate, but hopefully things get turned around here at Breck County, and maybe, who knows, someday we'll, we'll see you back in the Mead, Mead jersey on the sideline again. I hope so. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. But in the meantime, go Tigers. That's that's what I'm kind of saying right now, too, here at, at Bardstown. I'm uh, just randomly out of nowhere, the, unexpectedly working there this year. But, again, that's how it unfolds. And I'm enjoying it, uh, wearing the purple and gold. A lot of people don't know I actually was a student there uh, from preschool through first grade. And when we moved to Mount Washington, uh, when I was six years old, mom and I would still travel down there every day. So making the same commute that I made, just just uh, newer road, which kind of cuts the time a little bit. But mm-hmm. 30 minutes ain't bad, and you, you John, you have a 30-minute commute as well. Mm-hmm. But but it's not too bad first year. It's something to be thankful for. I'm, I'm very thankful. Uh, so, Coach Young, coronavirus, big facts. Uh, you mentioned most of the problems in New York. How do we, besides um, what you mentioned about just being, being smart, being safe, as Kentuckians, we seem to be uh, ahead of the curve, kind of leveling off maybe, or, or what do you see is going on here? How long is this going to last? Well, I, I don't think we're quite at our peak right now, and I think we're probably a week or two behind New York City. But the fact that uh, Kentucky is a lot more rural and we're not living on top of each other, um, and especially in Bullitt County, uh, knock on wood, we haven't had really had much uh, confirmed anything. It's because there's, there's not as many apartments, not as many um, trailer parks, things like that, that would pe- get let people uh, sit on top of each other. Plus, I got to give credit to uh, uh, Governor Bashir. Uh, we don't agree with, with politics very much, but I think he's done a good job. He's been a really level-headed person. Um, he is presenting the information um, with class and making it where everyday people can understand, uh, showcasing both positive and negative. And uh, there's a lot of people right now that are just really negative about the whole situation, staying at home, uh, kids are not in school, um, all these different things that we're all having to alter our lives, some, not going out to eat, not being able to celebrate birthdays, uh, which I just had mine not too long ago. And there's, there's all these different things that are making people, you know, 
kind of more sad or, or whatnot, but the fact that uh, our leaders, um, and, that, and that includes President Trump as well, who's being more positive, I, I actually like that a lot more than the, the doom and gloom uh, that a lot of our uh, people in Washington and people in the news media that are that's how they're portraying. So um, I think Kentucky, we will. I think it's just we're just how the, the level in the curve is what we're looking at trying to do. Uh, I know there's been a big spike this week, and I expect the spike to be um, going into next week. But the fact that our mortality rate uh, is a lot lower than other countries is is uh, is positive. The fact that we're getting a lot of testing out now, and the fact that, quite frankly, the federal government, because uh, of Trump and and even some some Democrats are easing the restrictions on the the FDA, so the there are different drugs to be tested. I know there's a malaria drug out there that um, that's doing some good things. Um, name escapes me at the second, but just the fact that we're in a we're in a war, we're in a battle. Uh, it's it's a crisis. It's a it's a healthcare crisis, and then, and then a little bit lower than it's a it's an economic crisis as well. Um, but the fact that we can pull off all this red tape that it seems like our federal government would take years and years to do in previous regimes. Um, and the fact that we can just go with, do whatever it needs possible done to help our, uh, help our citizens. And, uh, I just want to give another big shout out to all the, all the healthcare workers that are, uh, going in day by day, risking their lives, fighting, uh, and doing the best they can for people. Yes, sir. Good points, coach. Um, I'll admit in my previous and only other episode as a podcaster that I said this was an initial overreaction in my view. I I couldn't see, I didn't know, I had no facts to support it, but it it seemed to me to be an overreaction uh, just because of the low turnout and uh, in in terms of people having it. But like you said, we're just now getting to testing and so we're going to see a spike in numbers, there's no question. But with our uh, governor doing a pretty good job, keeping the a uh, level head on his shoulders and approaching this the right way in a calm demeanor and just uh, putting everybody in quarantine in our state, we've done a pretty good job. Uh, but that's not to say that the media is out there in a different message and kind of, as I mentioned, alluded to earlier. Well, uh, here's the thing. We're coach, conspiring with China and everything. And I think that's a problem. Here's the thing, Coach G. A lot of people in the media are upset. They want to, what they're now pointing at is Trump's not doing enough or uh, the federal government is not prepared. Or here's the thing. It's not the federal government's job necessarily to have all 50 states ready to go for any kind of disaster. Right. It's the states and local government's job to make sure they're, they're prepared. What the federal government is doing is making sure that uh, they can help support. It's like if you look at it in a teaching aspect, okay? If a teacher's struggling, okay, it's not necessarily the principal's job to, to take the fall, but it's a principal's job to make sure that the resources and doing all they can do to make sure that, that someone's successful. Look at it coaching, okay? Kid's not playing well. Well, that's not the, co- that's not the coach's fault because the kid's not playing well. Yeah. But the, all the coach can do is support, give, build confidence, give them uh, – lead them in the right direction. So that's the only kind of frustrating thing with the media I've seen, but I, I think a lot of people are, are reading through that, and we're just lucky that our um, our our leadership in Kentucky uh, has been pretty solid overall, uh, but that's not the case in all these other places, and uh, New York's kind of in a, in a crap show right now, and, and 
you know, it just stinks because this virus is, it's nobody's fault. And I think uh, yeah. Trump and a lot of people says it's nobody's fault that the economy's uh, hurting, there's people out of jobs, and I, and I like the fact that um, there's a lot of help going to be helped going towards working families and low-income people that, that need the assistance, you know, soon. I love that that's happening. Uh, but this is just one of those things. And we got to all bear down together, and we can't be making this Republican-Democrat right now. This is like, we just got to do it. Yeah, it should be totally bipartisan. Um, you see Pelosi come out and ask for $25 million in, in Congress salary. Yeah, just kind of sneak that in. They're just doing everything they can to slow Trump's bill down to help. Uh, but it is, it is a major problem. I and mean, if we can get away from all that and look at the big picture, just the other day you see Italy uh, with 100 deaths in one day. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and Kentucky's rate grew by 30 two days ago, and it went up again in, in uh, big numbers. And so I'm not sure how long we're going to do this. We're holding on to an NTI stuff, trying to do, like you said, encourage kids to get their grades in, <clears throat> their work in so we can put the grades in for them and all that stuff. But, Sometimes it's it's just not your fault. You do what you can to reach out and try to uh, touch base with a parent or a kid, but again, it's the responsibility falls on them to do the work. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take a break and come back, and we'll uh, we'll close out the show. All right, here we go on to segment two. I just want to go ahead and and uh, mention a tweet that I saw this morning from the Big Blue Express. Uh, it was saying, it's actually just challenging everybody to name their favorite four players uh, in the University of Kentucky basketball history. Uh, and for me, I just had a, had a uh, quick scroll through to see everybody that posted, and it was an unbelievable amount of people involved with it. So I had to struggle and come up with four players that I've, I've seen play and enjoy. And I, I'll have to tell you, two of mine were really easy, and I'll ask you guys and put you on the spot. Uh, who are uh, your four favorite UK players? We're going one at a time. Of all time. Nice. Um, I think, uh, yeah, let's go, let's just go one at a time, and you can name all four years, and then um, we'll disagree, or do uh, you want to do one at a time? I say do one at a time, go keep more circles. Yeah. And okay, talk. all right then. Uh, so do you want to go first, Coach Young? Sure. Um, Anybody knows me, I'm a big John Wall guy. Okay. Um, probably all time favorite. Uh, I like the swag, the big game shots, um, the chase down block, which is one of my favorite plays in basketball. It's when I'm a small guy, chases down on fast breaking blocks, the dunks, uh, the hype, just pretty much all around, just complete overload of talent. Um, that's definitely my my top guy. So one thing I'll always appreciate about John Wall is, like you said, the swagginess that he brought immediately to his time at Kentucky. If we go back to the Big Blue Madness, the first one in the Calipari era, he's up there on the rafter of some sort, some kind of hanging whatever it was that he was on, and he's yep. he's flexing and turning his wrist inward and outward, and it became a worldwide sensation, the John Wall dance. Yeah, that's so that's my dude. appreciated him um, definitely the swag that he brought, the culture that he initiated and, and part of, of Cal. And Cal is the only coach that kind of has the ability to, to take players like that and bring the best out of them. Unfortunately, that year didn't end like we wanted, but uh, West Virginia got hot. They never made threes all year, and we couldn't hit a shot, and then that happens to you. You were always a shooter short that yeah. year, which is, which is sad, but he kind of made Kentucky cool again. 
we had some rough years with Billy Gillespie and oh yeah and uh, Tubby Smith. Kind of towards the end, he wasn't getting all some all the um, great highly recruited players. Uh, so it was just he was just awesome. He just it, just, it was really really fun. Made watching basketball fun again. Um, it's round up my age too, so we kind of came yes. up at the same time. I think I may be a year older than he is. Uh, but, yeah, John Wall was absolutely uh, a stud. And he would have been a more of a stud in the NBA had he not been so prone to injury, unfortunately. And, you know, he's still 29. He, he'll get back into it next year. He still has probably a couple solid years to go left, He's uh, left, but he's probably not going to be the number one option anymore with Bradley Bill really kind of taking a turn up. Right. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's move on. Uh, great first, first choice from Coach Young. And, by the way, these don't have to be in any particular order. It's hard enough as it is. Can't tell you uh, how hard it was just to knock uh, some guys out of that top four. But again, just for fun. Uh, so, Coach uh, Miller, go ahead. And what do you got? My favorite's also John Wall. I mean, if you look at it, besides Cal, John Wall is the guy that changed the direction of our program. He made Kentucky cool again, like Coach Young said. Um, and I feel like a lot of these crews that we've gotten after John Wall, we wouldn't have gotten without John Wall and how much he succeeded at UK but also the biggest thing with John Wall is he still to this day has the greatest hoop mixtape of all time and I don't think it'll ever be beat I agree with you if anybody doesn't know what he's talking about go search YouTube John Wall high school mixtape it is absolutely phenomenal you've never seen a high school player like that I promise you wasn't his like team name like the Holy Rams or something like that yeah (laughs) Uh, but we were so excited when we saw it, saw that tape, and for good reason. But, yes, and, and you're probably right about that, John, because a lot of players, especially point guards in particular, and, of course, Cal's had this knack for getting great point guards, and they've all compared themselves to the level of John Wall and tried to emulate his success. So good choice. Both of you went with Jay Wall. Uh, my first two guys, again, were, were pretty easy, but um, after that it was really hard for me. One of my favorite and probably favorite all-time player is Tayshawn Prince. Yeah. Straight out of Compton for real. And uh, he was a deadly assassin, left-handed, uh, just beautiful jumper. He kept his mouth shut and just balled out. Like, he was so good. He could guard anybody. And a lot of people forget this. One of the few players, uh, and rest in peace, Kobe, but uh, he was one of the few players ever that could actually, I don't want to say stop Kobe, but slow him down significantly to the point where they're able to win the NBA Finals and, and really cause him a lot of problems. You can just tell. He, he's he got the length, uh, the ability to switch. He could guard bigs. He could score inside. We gave him the ball on the block. He was scoring. We gave him the ball on the wing. He was shooting over anybody and scoring. And stayed four years, graduated, true to the university. Love Tayshawn. All right, let's go, let's go again. Can we go next? Yeah, okay. Go uh, I, I do love Tayshawn as well, uh, remembering all the – he's not my pick right here, but uh, also remembering all the times he's on the Detroit Pistons, uh, watching the NBA. Um, I still always remember the Palace Brawl oh, yeah. uh, with uh, the Pacers. And, you know, uh, so he, he was awesome. He was an all-star for one year, part of a championship run. Uh, going a little bit off the off-kilter, maybe a little bit. Uh, my second guy is just purely – he wouldn't necessarily the best player, but – uh, just pure enjoyment factor, um, Malik Monk. Uh, Malik Monk, about six foot three guard, uh, could get red hot. Uh, he had forty seven points in the game against North Carolina. Uh, he had that 
interesting combo of being able to both shoot the ball really well mm -hmm. uh, for mid-range and three, make difficult shots, and he can also cram on your face. Yes. So I thought he was always a real cool player. Uh, he, um, you know, he, he wasn't quite as good defensively. I remember Cal kind of calling him out for a while for never getting a rebound in like five or six games. <laughs> um, the fact that he was just a guard that could just go crazy, um, kind of just light up people, had that Arkansas country swag kind of going on and they hate him yeah they they hate him because he went to kentucky and um kind of kind of disappointed how his nba career is turning out uh it's kind of sad because i always felt like he's a guy that maybe he wasn't a starter but he's a guy that could come off the bench like a jamal crawford or lou will come off the bench and be able to get 20 and be kind of a secondary uh playmaker but i thought he's one of my favorites just pure pure enjoyment factor you never know whenever he had the ball is something exciting was going to happen. Yes, absolutely agree. That is a surprising pick, though, I will say. Yeah. All right, Coach Miller. My second guy is also off of that team, um, De'Aaron Fox. Yes, amen. He yeah. was the leader of that team. Just everything about him I loved. I, one, I love lefties. There's just something about a good lefty that I just love. Um, and just the mix of being able to um, just lead the team and then, but he would go out there and he would make just as exciting plays as Malik a lot of times. Mm -hmm. um, and also, the fact that he's Lonzo Ball's daddy that just says all you need to know about that year <laughs> and how much he just absolutely owned that kid. Yes. And, and, but okay. especially now that he's he um, really kind of started getting a jump shot as the season went on, and that just developed his game so much more to where towards the end of the year he kind of almost became our go-to guy. And... Um, I just felt an absolute love with that team. It's probably my favorite team, maybe in the Calipari era, even even more so than the year we won. But, um, yeah, I just love Darren Fox and that team in general. If you don't love that team and Darren Fox in general, something's wrong with you if you're a big Blue fan. I, he was an absolute warrior. And, and he was really good with, with kids. I worked at Kentucky Pro Camp that summer, and uh -huh. uh, De'Aaron Fox was there, and he couldn't have been nicer to those kids and very nice, very personable guy. Talked to me for a couple minutes. And, uh, yeah, he's he was a guaranteed good player in the NBA. There's no way he wasn't going to oh, turn absolutely. out. Lightning fast, shifty. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, Coach Miller just getting his jump shot down towards the end. And then I remember uh, the UCLA game where he put up, what, 39 points? That was on my birthday. Um, and I remember having people over and, and watching. That was a really good uh, performance. So he's awesome. I'll always love Darren Fox. Yeah, Fox is in my top four. And I, I really had a tough time putting him ahead of two guys I wanted in there. But like Coach Miller was saying, he, he had all the intangibles that you really enjoy. And he just absolutely carried that team. Uh, that team and he loved playing for Kentucky. Was it Yes, he did. Team. And, and some guys have that and some guys don't. But just unselfish, I'm carrying this team, I want to win. Um, and I'll just go ahead and mention two guys that I wanted to put in there, kind of even with De'Aaron for me, and you guys I'm sure will agree they're up there for you too. Tyler Eulis, warrior mentality. Mm -hmm. uh, and Shea Gilgeous Alexander. Oh, man. Absolute tough to leave them out, but they didn't make my top four. They were the next two guys in my top four. But Fox was in there. Uh, because of his playmaking ability. And, and a lot of people forget this team early on was almost unwatchable. 
there were times, and I'll admit, Coach Young and I, we may have been watching the game, and we're like into the into the game ten minutes in, and we're turning it off. You you want to watch something else? That it, we're we are like as strong a UK fans as you will find. That does not happen, I promise you, like very easily when we do get a chance to watch a game if we're not coaching somewhere or whatever. But we didn't even want to watch that team. But I'm telling you what, when when the new year started, this team uh, was without question the best team in the country as they as they rolled in through February. No question about it. Nobody wanted a piece of them. And uh, North Carolina got absolutely lucky. Y'all throw Big Bam a shout out too. He was very yes. good. Yes, <laughs> Bam, and he's in the. He may end up being the best one of the group in the NBA. Yeah, uh, he's, he's yeah, an all star this year. Right so. now, the best career right now. That's so surprising, but but yeah, Bam played really hard That's too. Awesome. Okay, um, so round three. All right, round three. Uh, this is more of a, a coach pick. It might not be, once again, not might be everybody's favorite, but as a coach, you appreciate how much he does on the floor. I'm going Willie Cauley-Stein. Love it. What okay. a pick. I love it. Willie Cauley-Stein could guard any position. Uh, he was a guy that wasn't in a rush to get to the NBA. He allowed himself to develop. I remember from freshman year, he was just a big, tall guy just running the floor. He'd get a dunk and accidentally block some people and, <laughs> and be five fouls, and he turned into just – a, a crazy weapon on the floor uh, his senior, his junior year uh, with the 38-1 yeah. team. Uh, Cal put him on point guards. He blocked shots. He would dunk on people. And he had some of the most nasty dunks against Florida, against Cincinnati, uh, against Louisville. He dunked yes. and stare at people. Like, there's, there's just yeah. hasn't been – The stare down swag factor. There just hasn't been that. He dies here uh, blonde. Uh, he became a pretty good foul shooter. Um, we just have – we're missing that. All great Cal teams have that rim protector, that rim runner, uh, those guys that can kind of switch out. And I, that's why Bam was so good. He's just a, he was a little bit more skilled version of Willie. A little but undersized. Sure, but, like, yeah. a little bit undersized. Uh, but it's kind of a reason why that we maybe not been quite as good recently. Um, even, even Nick, him developing this year to being a – a very mini version of of uh, Willie, not quite as good, but he kind of got there offensively. Um, just made just makes the team so much better. Just and then, you know, looking at North Bullet, like we're gonna lose a really good rim protector, and that's gonna hurt. You know, yes. and you just can't. That's stuff you cannot replace, and it's not shown the stats. That really good rim protector is my favorite North Bullet player this year on varsity. Absolutely. Anyway. Um, yeah, you may not know this, Coach Young, but Willie Colley Stein was a seven foot wide receiver in high oh, school. Oh, really? I might, I might have heard that before. <laughs> every single game, the announcer would say that. Every, it doesn't matter who it was. Like, it's news to us. Don't forget also, you mentioned three big moments with jams against Cincinnati, Louisville, and Florida. All murdered three people on those plays. But Body bag. don't forget what he did to Arkansas with the stare down block, like 10 second stare down after he pinned him against the backboard. I need to watch that again. Coach Miller. It's funny. I'm starting to think me and Coach Young just think exactly like because my guy's also Willie Cauley Stein. <laughs> I kind of thought he would be an outlier and maybe a random pick, but obviously not. Um, but yeah, everything he just said about Willie, I loved. The fact that he became an All American by the time he left UK absolutely blows my mind. Still, because watching him his freshman year, you would have just never thought that at all. But um, I think one reason I liked him so much was because I got to see that progression. Like he was there more than one year. And it was just um, really cool to see how he became that rim protector, like he said. And 
the the fact that he just stared people down all the time, mm-hmm. just mean mugging them. You gotta love that too. Absolutely. I'm gonna go ahead and give you my second easy pick, Darius Miller. Yes. This man won the high school state championship in the state of Kentucky for Mason County, and went on to win the championship national title 2012 at the University of Kentucky. After coming in, uh, Billy Gillespie, first year, didn't didn't really play great. He had some minutes, but not a lot. Didn't start much. And then slowly through his time at Kentucky, progressed into an absolute phenom where he was coming off uh, curl screens from the three-point line and knocking them down with elevation. 6'8", uh, do-it-all combo player. He could play any position and did play them all. Jammed on people, shot it well, just all heart, all swag, cared about the school and his state. I could not have any more love for Darius Miller. Um, easy, Easiest pick besides Tayshaun Prince, and um, that's saying a lot for as much basketball as I've watched. All right, Coach Young, round four. All right, there's an obvious one, and I don't know if Coach Miller is going to say him uh, from the same team. Uh, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go another uh, off the grid just a little bit, uh, and I'll, I'll save somebody else for for him. Um, I'm going to go PJ Washington. Now hear me out. Hear me out. No, I hear you. I like DJ. Okay, look, I did not like him as much as a freshman, and this is yes. one of the reasons why I appreciate him. Uh, he could have went pro, probably been a second round pick. Um, he he had a terrible free throw game against Kansas State that that was petered us into losing the Sweet 16 when there was a wide open field uh, to make the Final Four. He was a self-proclaimed Kentucky fan that wanted Kentucky. I appreciate that. And the fact that he had enough um, swag and confidence himself to come back a second year and become one of the most well-rounded Four man than in college basketball. I mean, he was so good. Yes. He became a really good three point shooter. He could always handle the ball. He was always skilled. He became a great rim. He was a great rim protector. Even at six seven, he had seven foot three arms. Great skill on the block. Too. Great skill. Hey, left block. You he scored every time. Left block, uh, and became a good three point shooter once again. And he had good mid range game. Um, he just was a, an absolute success story. Uh, for for us, and he was just a uh, an outstanding player. So that's kind of my guy. Even though you know, there's a there's an elephant in the room right here about a guy that's maybe one of the all time greats. I'm not going to put him in there. I'm going to give PJ Washington a shout out. Okay, uh, a very respectful pick. My last guy, I got to go with Tyler Ulis. Okay, um, I just loved Tyler Ulis watching him play. He was a warrior. He was a dog out there. He'd get up in you. Uh, great at defense. But then he'd come down and splash his three in your eye, or he'd go right around you and throw a lob to somebody. Yes. Um, I'll never forget, he. whenever Cal got ejected against A&M, he basically ran the show. He was basically the coach out there doing whatever he wanted. And then, also, I think he has maybe one of the coolest all-time UK pictures yes, against Louisville whenever he's bleeding from his eye, but he's just still out there just – being a dog like yes. he always was. This man's literally bleeding out his eye, not faced at all. No, not faced at all. He's just ready to go out and kill Louisville. Yes, love him. Okay, uh, my last pick, and I, I wonder if this is who Young was referring to, but we all love this guy just for what he did and how dominant he was and how dominant he still is. Anthony freaking Davis yep. is arguably the greatest Kentucky player of all time, and he only played one year. 
uh, in the national championship game in 2012. I don't think he had. Did he eclipse 12 points? Was that what he had or something like that? In the national championship against Kansas, points. six points and like ten blocks, S- seven, twelve rebounds, rebounds something yeah. like that. Yeah, he just controls the game. I remember him blocking North Carolina at the buzzer uh, against John Henson, who was a uh, fellow NBA player. Uh, he just controlled the game on both ends. He dominated. That's what he did. And for him to grow to six eleven with guard skills and right now be strong and knocking down threes, he's a little bit injury prone. But if he stays healthy for a season. Top, top five player in the world, hands down. Uh, and so he and LeBron are doing some good things, or were doing things prior to Corona shutdown. So it would have been interesting to see. They probably would have won the championship. Yeah, hopefully we get the NBA season back so LeBron can get another ring. Yes. All right, well, this has been the Big Facts Podcast, and uh, that was uh, Coach John Miller. Shout out to him. He just made a 64-team country artist um uh, bracket, and so a lot of people are just coming out with different brackets of various sorts right now. But I thought it was really creative and a job well done. Congratulations! Thank you. Absolutely. Go check it out, Mister J underscore Miller. Okay, who were your? Uh, just tell us real quick who your top four were in the final four. So the four that people voted on in the bracket are: you have Tyler Childers out of the Outlaw Country region, Eric Church out of the Modern Country region, Morgan Wallen out of the Pop Country region, and then Turnpike Troubadours out of the Band or Group region. That's not my per- personal. Like final four, but that's what the people voted on. Okay, the people voted, the people spoke, and and you did a good job as chairman of the board there, and and uh, <laughs> allowing the bracket to just run its course. And then Coach Young, you can follow him. What's your Twitter handle, sir? Uh, at Alex Young three two four. Follow me for randomly cool stuff. Yeah, and you can follow me too, but I'm not as cool as those guys. At Garrett Lowry. So, thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. Stay safe, and God bless.